It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. All right, and here we go. All right, guys, here we are. We are in the podcast of the Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey, John. Hey, what's Sunday. Up? How's it going? We had a great Madonna already. We hiked Madonna. We did our workout. Now we're going to talk about the fights that were yesterday. Not yesterday evening. They were at noon, which was a pain in the butt. But I guess they were from Poland, so they were on uh, on a fight pass. And they were, uh, they were at noon. And it, to be honest, they just looked, I mean, on paper... I thought it would be a, a just a sleeper, and I, I wasn't even that interested in watching them. But we wanted to talk about them, so we did watch them. And, to be honest, they were great. I thought they were great fights. Did you? Yeah, I enjoyed watching them. I know, from me, again, the casual uh, UFC fan, I knew Donald Cerrone, but I didn't know a lot of the other fighters on the card. So, for me, it was fun to watch, see some new fighters for me. Yeah. I didn't really know that. I knew Jan. I've heard of Jan before, um, Carolina, but I didn't really know him that well. So to me, on paper, it just looked like a boring card, and I didn't really want to watch it. Um, but there were some good fights. There were uh, the main card. The main uh, card um, only had uh, four fights, and two of them went the distance. Uh, two of them were stoppages, but even the even the uh, decisions were really good fights. I don't think they would ever be fight of the nights. I'm looking at them now. They wouldn't have been fight of the night, but they were very interesting fights. Like, um, okay, let's start from the beginning. Um, Piachota versus Wilson. All right, I. Don't know either one of these guys. Um, and Piachota won unanimous decision. Um, and I think the reason he did was because uh, Wilson didn't circle out of his power. He actually circled to his power. He didn't keep his right foot outside of Chiota's left foot and turn the corner. He like stood right in front of uh, Piachota. And got dropped. And he got beat up. And he got a unanimous decision loss. Um, it wasn't really that much to that fight. I mean, it was it was Piochota was just a little sharper. A little more... It looked like a little more experienced. Um, Wilson looked like he was going to come in with some, with some big guns. But at the end of that fight, it was Piochota who had the big guns. And he won a unanimous decision. I don't think anybody questioned that fight. Uh, I thought he won the first round. Uh, maybe this... No, I thought he, the first round was super close. Could have gone either way. But I thought he definitely won the second third. Didn't he drop him at the end of the second? Yeah, he dropped him with a straight right hand. And, and Wilson walked right into it. He's like... When you're circling away... Like you keep your right... If you're a southpaw, which Wilson was... He keeps his right foot outside of the left foot of uh, Piachota And turns this corner... So Piachota would lose a lot of his power. But it looked like he just kind of stayed and hovered right right at the end of his power. And 
to me, that's why he lost. To me, he lost because of, well, because Piotrota was a little better. But he lost because he just stayed, like, kind of, he, like, hovered right in front of Piotrota's right hand. And in, because of that, he ate it multiple times. What do you think about that? I think you're right. So that was a good fight. It wasn't a great fight. Um, but it was a good fight. Piotrota looked really good. He was a... Polish guy, so the the Polish fans really like that. Um, next fight was uh, I'm not, I can't even try to say this Blankovic. 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 I'm guessing. Blankovic. <laughs> Jan. Let's just say Jan. J A N. Much like easier. Jan. And he fought. <laughs> he fought Devin Clark. Um, again, Devin Clark, up and coming. They thought he was gonna. He was gonna. Uh, I think. I think they thought he was going to beat Jan. Uh, but Jan, I think he lost his last fight, but he he came out he came out smoking. I mean, he really came out looking good. And his takedowns were on point, and his striking looked better. He looked better than Devin Clark in every aspect. Um, and the to me, what made the difference in this fight was the body kicks. And he he nailed him with some. They look like liver kicks. Um, they were liverish. They were around the liver. They were somewhere in that vicinity. But wherever they were, the difference between body shots and face shots. Face shots will knock you out. Okay, they can knock you out. But they're either gonna knock you out or not. Okay, they'll they'll daze you sometimes, and then you come to. The difference with the body attacks is you're gonna you're like putting money in the bank. You're just gonna keep saving because it you're you're putting in for later. And he kicked him in the body in the first round. Just kept kicking him in the body. So by the second round, it was like you're flinching already. Getting punched in the face, you could be dazed, right? But then when you're undazed, it doesn't matter. It goes you you reset back to normal. You're not gonna like get dazed in the first round. And then get and then come you know recoup everything and then the second round you're already reset you're back to normal so you have to pay those dues all over again body shots aren't like that paying dividends on the body shot or paying paying into the the body shot in the first round pays dividends later because it weakens your opponent it 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 works on the on the on his conditioning on his gas tank. And it just hurts more. There's just there's more physical pain. Getting hit in the face will stun you, will daze you, knock you out maybe, but it doesn't it doesn't hurt physically as much as getting kicked in the body. And I think after getting kicked in the body so much in the first round and the beginning of the second round, I think I think Devin was just like oh shit, and he just ran into a, a standing rear choke, and I think he was just done at that point. One thing about MMA, you can't just quit in boxing. And you can't just quit in any uh, combat sport, but you can tap. And it's, it's accepted to tap. So something hurts really bad, and all of a sudden you let the guy, or you don't let the guy, but the guy starts choking you, you can just tap. You don't have to fight it. You don't have to get out of it. And it's accepted. In boxing, if you did that, you'd be like, got tagged really hard in the body, and you just tapped 
you'd you'd never you'd probably never be able to fight again. Remember who did that was uh, Roberto Duran, and he got was getting hit in the body, and he had a, he had cramps or something, and he quit, and he said no must because he speaks Spanish. And he was known as no must for the rest of his career. That's interesting. It's an interesting point, too, to think about head injuries in combat sports. Because in boxing, they expect you to get up and fight until you can't get up anymore. Whereas in mixed martial arts, you're not going to lose that way as often. I mean, if you're no. out, you're out, the fight's over. They're not going to count to 10. So I think in boxing, you're incur- almost encouraged to come out of a head injury and keep boxing. You're, in, you're encouraged to get... Head injuries, basically. Yeah. Um, and the difference with... A big difference is... And the reason why there's so much more head injuries in boxing than there is in MMA is because there's so many other ways. Like, look at Jan, the way he won last night. Jan Balonchik against Devin Clark. I mean, beautiful body kicks. And then he just... He grabbed him up against the fence, standing, and just got behind him, and he just... He choked him out from standing. They were standing. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think Devin was done at that point. He didn't really try to fight it. He didn't. He was done. I mean, he'd been eating those liver kicks solid for the first round and going into the second round. Uh, so I think he was done. And, and it's another Polish fighter won the fight. So the crowd was, more. The, the crowd was happy. And, yeah. and, and there's no shame in Devin Clark. I mean, he fought a guy with a lot more experience. And those, those body shots hurt. I'm, I, I'm the first one to say, hey, ouch. So he lost. Dev, uh, Jan, Jan is back in in the mix again. Can I say his last name again. Uh, Blankowicz. Oh, that's good. That's cool. whatever. Right. Something Who's like next? that. <laughs> Great fight. Uh, good good showing by Jan. Third fight was uh, Katarina. I'm not even gonna say her last name. Oh, Carolina. Carolina. Sorry, Carolina against Jody. Okay. Uh, this fight wasn't to me. Um, it wasn't that good. It was Carolina stalking, chasing, punching, kicking, and taking down Jody for three rounds. It was a unanimous decision. I think Jody, I mean, she did throw some punches back here and there. But I think the entire fight was basically Carolina moving forward, imposing her will, whatever that wanted, whatever she wanted at that point. It was punching, kicking, and takedowns. And Jody was backing up. I don't know. Like the third round, I know Jody knew she was behind. Remember we were saying like, right. she's behind two rounds. I mean, you. I mean Stevie Wonder would have known that she was behind two rounds. I mean, anyone would have known she's behind two rounds. And the, when she came up from the third, um, I don't know. It looked like, it looked like, she was trying to survive the fight, which I, which I asked you about, which is, yeah. is it better to survive the fight and go out with a decision in loss. or better to try to fight and maybe you lose to a stoppage? Yeah. I mean, that's, that, there's, that's, that might sound like a, a okay question, but I don't think anyone that has to, knows anything about boxing or any combat sport it's always better to go out swinging. But she wasn't. She was going out. As she went she was out trying to survive. She was. She was actually running the last round, trying to disengage, and just try to just try to survive instead of getting well, KO'd. Well, she did put her arms up at the end, also. Yeah, and then at the end, she like raised her arms. Like, is she gonna persuade? Persuade? First of all, the crowd, which was Polish, and so is Calori- Cal- Calori- uh, Carolina. 
And then the judges, they're not... <laughs> judges can be kind of bad sometimes. Usually they're good. But they're not that bad. She lost two rounds big. Maybe even one two-point round. I don't know if they have the new scoring system or not. But she lost both rounds no, without a doubt. And the third round, she didn't go out trying to win. She went out trying to stay on her feet, just trying to survive. She was running that last round like she was like five points ahead. Well, the other interesting thing in this fight, maybe more interesting, was uh, Carolina went back to her corner and blew her nose, and you jumped up and yelled, yeah. why would they let her do that? Well, tell people why she shouldn't have done that, or why, why, why fighters shouldn't do that in general. Well, she hardly got hit, but... You should never blow your nose in between rounds. And if you're a trainer, you should never... Like, when guys, like, do snot rockets, you see that all the time, or blow their nose in the corner. Because the back the, the back pressure of blowing your nose when you've been hit and you have, you, have, uh, you have some kind of damage to the small capillaries around your eyes or the inside of your nose, and you blow your nose, your eyes... You've seen that. I know you guys have seen that. You blow your nose and your eyes swells up immediately. And then you can't see. Then you can't see. So you should never do that. I don't know why Carolina did that. But she was so confident. She looked like she didn't care. Yeah, she I, just isn't even sitting down between the rounds. She, she was standing there laughing with her corner ready for the next round. She's so. a cool cat. And I, I really like watching that fight. But I just don't know why Jody thought she was far enough ahead in the third round to think she would just dance around and then... Were you trying to eke, or eke out a decision? I mean, she was so far behind. But Carolina looked great. Um, and Jody looked like she, she needs some experience. But she definitely needs to have, like, there's some sense of urgency in the third round. Even if you think it's close, there should be a sense of urgency. If you know for a fact, going into the third round, you've lost the first and second, you need to be going out for a knockout, period. You need to be just swinging for the fences. All right, let's, speaking of swinging for the fences, third, uh, the main event, um, Till against uh, um, Cerrone. Not much to say about that fight. I mean, Till came out swinging in the first round. Swing, he's a southpaw. And he just came out swinging. Almost, I think... I don't even think he was throwing anything but his his left. He was throwing uppercuts, hooks, and straight punches with his left. And like the first one that landed, it was like, oh shit, he this guy can hit. I don't think he's ever fought in the UFC before, but he has been very confident um, leading up to this fight, telling everyone he was going to beat um, uh, Cerrone, and he did. He knocked him out in the first round, like four four minutes and twenty seconds or something into the first round. He just landed a beautiful right hand. I don't, I don't. Cerrone didn't do anything wrong per se, but Till did a lot right. Cerrone just got caught, and he, he and, got caught, and you could tell he got hurt when he just covered up. Yeah, and then I saw something on social media today that uh, Donald Cerrone posted where he showed his CT scan of his face. And his nose was just crushed into multiple pieces. So he he, uh, he kind of posted something as a congratulations to Till and showed a picture of his CT scan and said, you know, I, I give him a lot of respect. I didn't underestimate him, and he just he beat me. And uh, it was a cool post. It was good to see that from a fighter to lose graciously rather than sometimes what you see. Yeah. So I think that makes people that definitely gains some fans. And uh, Ed knows look painful. The pictures uh, on his social media look really bad. I didn't see it, yeah. but Cerrone is. I mean, 
Cesaro Cerrone. Cerrone is a fighter. He loves to fight. He doesn't care who he's fighting, when he's fighting, uh, what weight he's fighting, any rules. He just loves to fight. He loves to skydive. He loves to scuba dive. He loves to fight. He's just an action-packed guy that that he'll he'll he just loves the fight. He loves the fight. He doesn't care about the hype. He doesn't care about the hoopla. He doesn't care about anything. But he loves to get in there and bang and and people like that they live by the sword and they die by the sword and he's just as gracious in losing as he is in winning he wins a lot more than he does lo- than he loses he has a lot of fight of the nights and submission of the nights and shit um this one he got caught and guess what till is going to be around that guy i have a feeling that guy is going to make some noise in the 170 pound division he was making some kind of comments about moving up to 185. I guess he's he's a huge 170 pounder. Um, he definitely looks a lot bigger than uh, Cerrone, and uh, he's a young guy, and he's a he's he's gonna make some noise. And then after the fight, it was kind of interesting that Perry guy, Michael Perry. Yeah, it looked too much like uh, wrestling to me, but yeah, they were yelling at each other through they were the cage. through the through the cage, yeah, and. and <laughs> I, I don't know. It was selling a fight, and that's fine, but whatever. But what, what, one of the main things, I, I love uh, the new referee. He's not new, but Mark Goddard, he's making a big appearance on... Uh, he's making a big splash in the UFC uh, because I forget what fight it was. when he, I think it was Holly, one of Holly Holmes' fights when he kind of split him up because they were, they, were like they were not engaging at all. They were just kind of moving around each other. And he kind of broke him up like... In the second round or something, I forget what round it was, but he goes, well, I respect your guys' game plan and all. I know you have a really good plan, but you need to make something happen. <laughs> and it was kind of cool the way he said that. And uh, But he did something, I didn't see it, but it was in the prelim fights? Yeah, he, uh, he like, it was uh, McGregor's teammate was fighting, and I guess McGregor got up from his seat and was like on the cage from the outside yelling at his teammate who ended up losing a, a decision. But he was yelling at him, and you're not supposed to do that. That's a no-no if you're, unless you're a corner, and even then you're supposed to keep it down. Um, but they were grappling, and it was like, it was competitive grappling. Um, his guy was losing, but it was, it was I think he was in, uh, he was in Feely's guard, and, and whatever happened, they were grappling, <laughs> and, and Mark Goddard stopped them. And they didn't understand why they were being stopped because they were being, they were actually moving and, and uh, you know, trying to uh, further their position. So it was a competitive grappling down there. So he wasn't just stopping them because they were, there was no stalling, basically. And when he said, okay, stop, they both kind of looked at each other like, what is he talking about? We're fighting here. But then he walked over to the side of the, cor- the cage and he told uh, McGregor, hey, you got to be professional. You're not in the corner here, so get back to your seat. And McGregor looked at him and goes, all right. And he walked back to his seat. But I don't think many referees would have done that. I, I like Mark Goddard. I think he's a take-charge referee. I think he tries to stay out of the action as much as he can, like, like all good referees do. But when he needs to get in and say something, even if it's controversial, he'll get in and say it. So I think, I think he's coming up to... One of the top referees. I think the top referees right now, uh, I think the top four, and I think Mark Goddard is coming up hard on number four, are 
uh, Dan Megliato, Big Dan, uh, Herb Dean, and uh, and Big John McCarthy. I think those are the four best ref- referees. I think there was the first, my favorite three referees, but I think now uh, Mark Goodard is is up there too. So I think those are my four favorite referees. Thing sounds good. <laughs> so that's what we got to talk about. So good fights. I can't wait to see what happens with Till next. I'd love to see him fight. Uh, Perry. I'd like to see either one of them, mainly Perry, fight. Uh, 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 I'd like him to th- uh, see uh, him fight Court McGee. I would love to see uh, that fight with Court McGee against Perry. I think I think that would be a great fight. I think uh, I think I think Court McGee would be able to beat him, but I think it would be a really interesting, exciting fight. But anyway, okay, so that's all about the fights. Um, we got a question and it was basically the difference. And I've heard this question before when people talk about steroids, uh, they talk about there's corticosteroids or cortisone. Most people just call it cortisone, even if it's solumedrol or decadron or decamethasone or prednisone, people just call it, uh, cortisone and they think of it as the, as the cream a lot, but Corticosteroids have another use, but when people hear the word, they don't hear cortico, they hear steroid. And then they, they put that into the same they, uh, basket as anabolic steroids. Now, from what I hear, and I didn't get the, the tweet back yet, um, but I asked uh, USADA um, if they're always tested, even pre-fight, post-fight, and or post-training, um, if they're completely, um, um, you know, if they're if they're banned from all fighters. Well, corticosteroids, I looked it up, and if, you know, USADA now has taken over testing for the performance-enhancing drugs since when? That they're, they're with remember. the UFC for a couple of years now, which is definitely the most strict, in professional sports in this country, is the most strict testing um, sanctions and everything way more than any other professional sport. So typically USADA was used for the Olympics. It was a U.S. version of the world anti-doping agency. So USADA was used here for the yeah. Olympics. It's by far the most stringent testing for athletes to make sure they're clean. And the UFC brought them on at some point in the last year or two. Yeah. So all the athletes now have to live up to this new... Which testing. is stringent, let it's me tell you. Very stringent. So, which is good if you want the sport to be clean. Yeah. And you really want it to be, and you don't want to just be saying that you want it to be clean, but you actually want it to be clean. You have to turn it over to somebody else. Yeah. Because there's obvious, you know, conflict of interest. If I run the promotion and I test my fighters, I go, well, this guy, he tested positive, but we have a giant fight on pay per view. So yeah. they completely outsourced it, which I think I applaud as a doctor. I think that's great. Um, but now you have these drugs and it gets confusing for the fighters. You know, what can I take? What can I take? So they break it down to whether or not you can have a drug in competition or at any time. Yeah. So in competition for UFC, I think for all the and for the Olympics is within 12 hours before the competition. And then right after, including up to their testing right after the fight. So if they have a test right after the fight, it includes that. And then they're good again. So... You look at drugs, some of them are banned at all times, like anabolic steroids, like anything to do with testosterone. Uh, 
Right. Uh, so any muscle building steroids, not corticosteroids. Corticosteroids are banned, uh, I think, in competition only. Huh. Um, and some of that you can even get in competition. So they say, well, if, if you can't inject it in the muscle or IM or IV in competition, you can't like load up on corticosteroids or prednisone while you're fighting. But as long as it's, you're out of competition, you're allowed to take those. Huh. And I think even in competition, you can have them in your joint, like in a joint injection. Huh. So okay. I think that's interesting. I think it is interesting for the fighters to try to figure out what they can and can't have. And it's, also, it's a nightmare. also, how long does that stuff to take to clear out of your body? Because if you're allowed to have it out of competition, but not in competition, when do you have to stop taking that medicine before it's completely out of your system in case they test you within 12 hours of your fight? Yeah. So that's how it is for marijuana. You can see a fighter. There's some new upcoming fighter that's always posting about marijuana, this and that. And then, uh, but he, you can't have it in your system during competition. So you have to let that completely wear out of your system, which no one really knows exactly how long that. Well, you can have marijuana out of competition now. I believe so. You can look you gotta, it up. But... I'm gonna get a USADA guy on this podcast. <laughs> no, I think you can have it out of competition. You just can't have it in competition. So well, do it, they think it's performance enhancing? I don't know. I, it's illegal, and I think if you're trying to uphold the integrity of the sport, it's and not you illegal say, in California. It's illegal federally. So if, if you have a federally legal drug and say, "Well, you can go ahead and take it in competition," I think that goes against what you know the idea of trying to have a clean sport. I think that's the reasoning, but huh. I'm not part of USADA. I don't know for sure. Um, but it is interesting as more and more people use drugs like marijuana. Yeah. And then if you can use them out of competition, you just have to make sure they're not in your system while you're competing. And it's a nightmare because you don't, because that's a guessing game because it's not a clear cut, cut and dry anything because some people's kidneys and liver and, and, and their water intake and they have all kind of different variables. So somebody, some people's, uh, are going to be it's going to be completely out of their system and some people aren't and some people know how to mask it and some people don't so it's a whole game i i think either it should be completely legal in or out of competition or completely you know illegal because once they start playing that in or out of competition that's 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 really that's really messing with a lot of people number one and number two it shouldn't be that hard for these guys that go, oh, I didn't know that was... There should be... I mean, you shouldn't be able to take anything but freaking, you know, uh, whey protein. I mean, other than that, you should just not take anything. Play it safe. Just don't take anything. Well, what do you think of the sport? You were around it before this happened, and now... What do you think of watching the sport now with all these restrictions and USADA on board and no one can do any steroids, and if they do, they're getting caught? versus before i mean what is it more entertaining before is it more entertaining now is it more fair now yeah i that's a good question but i mean i think it went from like when i was fighting or, or in the beginning of when i started training people it just nobody did it and it was fine and then all of a sudden everybody started doing it um not everybody but a lot of people and it was legal because nobody was really testing so i mean it was i mean it was technically illegal but nobody was testing and even when they did they were testing wrong but that leads to if you have a sport that everyone looks the other way and then you're a fighter that doesn't want to use anabolic steroids but everyone else is how do you compete yeah so i think it's much more fair now if you test everyone very strictly 
So you know they're clean. Yeah, you should. But it, but then again, why are there so many? Well, he tested for this, but it's this, and it's in competition. And then there's so many ways to... Well, he wasn't really... He was kind of in, in competition and kind of out. I mean, there's so many little loopholes and games and shoving it, shoving the needle a little this way or that way. But anabolic steroids are are banned at any time. They're not only in competition. Right. So they're gone completely but, 100%. But, but with that, but saying that, then all of a sudden, but it was in a dick pill or it was in my, in my uh, but it, I didn't know about it. It was actually in my... Uh, it was in my contaminated meat from China. Yeah, or or it's from my <laughs> in my powder that I got from GNC, and there's just there's kind of weird games that people play with it. So I think they still get suspended though. That's I, th- I think. Thing. Um. I just think there should be. I think it'd be so much easier if you're just not allowed to do anything. And then if you test positive, if you test positive for something and you knowingly do it, I mean... What if you... What if that's the claim, though, is that they... Well, look at John Jones. Right. All right. So it's still undecided what they're going to do with him. They go through some sort of process to investigate. Yeah. So that's still the process they're in, although we know his... Sample was positive for a banned anabolic steroid substance. So, you know, he says, I didn't do it, of course. I mean, so what do you do? I think if there's a hearing and if he did, you should just never fight again. I don't think it's that hard not to. I mean, I think I think the games, oh, you're not suspended for one year, then next time it's three years, then next time it's five. But we'll make an re- exception here, and it might be this, it might be that. I think if the UFC says, do not do anything, and you want to fight for the UFC... Then you just don't do anything ever, and if you get caught, you just never should be able to fight again. There's not, it's not really that hard. If you, if the, if you want to be a police officer, and they say don't ever do, you know, heroin and never, never rob a bank. Now you go rob a bank and say, okay, well, should I? Can I wait three years? You'll just never be a cop. I mean, so you should just never be able to fight again. I think if you test positive. So what if uh, your trainer that doesn't like you, or someone that you're competing with that doesn't like you? gives you a contaminated uh what you know they're I mean, giving you their a contaminated what are the chances uh, of that seriously <laughs> uh, yeah so I mean, the chances of that are like hey you could sabotage somebody then yeah you could sabotage somebody then and they're the banned for life i think you should be banned for life i mean then they or, or they they sabotage you and you're banned for four years or three years and you still i mean to me if you are stupid enough to do anything at this point if you're stupid enough to do anything, I don't think I think you're too stupid to ever fight again. I don't think you should ever be able to fight again. Go find another career. I mean, like I said, if you're stupid enough to commit a felony, you can never be a cop again. They don't say, "Well, that's unfair." I mean, he just made a mistake. They should let him be a cop. Uh, you know, maybe wait three years then be a cop. Seriously? Well, what you, I think what you haven't said though is, and you've told me before, is why? Like, why? Why be that strict if someone uses anabolic steroids? Because I think anabolic steroids is, is is a crime. I think it should be treated as a crime. You're it's if you wrap your hands in 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 a cast, right? You put your hands and wrap them in a cast, both of your hands, and put the gloves on, and then you get you get caught. You're going to be banned for life. Why don't they say, well, he just made a little mistake. 
I think taking steroids is like putting a cast on your hand because it makes you that much bigger, stronger, and faster. And it's a combat sport. And so you, you can, can hurt, hurt someone. You can hurt somebody. You so. can actually kill someone easier using it. So to me, it's assault. I think you. Sh I think you should take it one step further. If someone does steroids or wraps their hands in cast, either or, I think they should be banned for life, lose their entire purse, and I think they should be convicted of uh, of of a crime, probably assault with a a deadly weapon. I don't know why you're not. Why aren't they being uh, like tried for for criminal assault? They're they're they're. They're making themselves more of a weapon against someone that isn't. It's like wrapping your hands in cast. It's a criminal thing to do. It makes you lower than low. I mean, you should be you should be arrested. You should be fined. You should never fight again. I mean, th those those go without a doubt. What do you think? Yeah, as usual, I think you have your opinion on it. <laughs> I, I think I agree. I think uh, if you're taking anabolic steroids and the other person isn't. It's an unfair advantage and someone could get hurt. So and, and just like you can't attack someone as hard with anabolic steroids, you probably couldn't also take the same beating, you know, as if you're on steroids. So yeah. Your body's stronger, tougher. It, it's able to tolerate more. So I, I think the, the playing field has to be fair. I think bringing USADA into the UFC to make it fair, because it probably wasn't, Yeah. Um, and it takes it away from the UFC and makes it a third party, I think it's a good thing. So I yeah. think we're still dealing with the aftermath of making that change where you have fighters that are still trying to get around it or still trying to get around the rules and still testing positive for all these things and getting banned and getting sanctions. So, you know, I think it's an evolution to where hopefully as it's strict enough that people just won't even do it anymore and then the sport's cleaned up. Yeah, that sounds good in a perfect the, the, world. I, the the but, problem is there's always a evolution of medicine. We determine there's a new way to cheat and they can't detect it yet. Yeah. And then they can and they go back and look at old samples. So it's the same thing happened in cycling. Happened that they already went through all this with the cheating and the PEDs. Cycling you should be allowed to. So who the fuck cares? You're a fucking riding a bike. Who cares how much steroids you take? You should be able to just take all the steroids you want, blood dope all you want. That just means you go faster than the next guy. But in fighting, that means you can kill the next guy unfairly. So I think I, I think baseball, you should they should be able to let them steroid. Bodybuilding, they should definitely be able to do steroids. The, the problem is steroids also have negative side effects. Yeah, but that the person is doing it on yeah, his but, own foot. But through. when the field when the playing field isn't level and now you're the guy not doing it for health reasons and everyone else is doing it, now you're not competitive. Yeah. And so, so now you can't have a career because unless you do steroids no. which are dangerous. Yeah. So I, I disagree. I think you I should. Think, yeah. I don't think then you should. Then you be able pick to... another fucking. <laughs> it's a stupid ass sport anyway, so you should pick another sport. <laughs> Why would you want to. I mean, seriously, that's a dumbass sport. And you know going in, if you want to be a bodybuilder, you know going in, you have to take steroids. So you're making that decision. They have a natural class. In I know. And do you know who the champion is? No. Do you know what a champion ever is? No. Because nobody does. Because the champion in bodybuilding, in natural bodybuilding, doesn't look much better than me. The champion in, in the real bodybuilding, when they do steroids, looks like it just... A, a, he looks something like one of these guys. Yeah, that's disturbing. <laughs> that's awkward. But anyway, steroids, 
Boom. I think they should be out and and uh, and steroids. All steroids aren't the same. No, corticosteroids are not the same as anabolic steroids. Corticosteroids is what you know. You go to the doctor. You I get an injection. Those. You I get an injection in your joint for inflammation. It's a non. It's a steroidal. It's not good for you. Right. Anyway. I, but right. It's it might not, not going to make you a better fighter. No, but if, if I'll tell you what, if you got tendonitis and shit, you should be able to take that goddamn shot and cure the tendonitis because it's not going to make you stronger. But you can't even lift your arms sometimes with the tendonitis. So you take the shot, and like the next day you wake up like, oh shit, it feels great. What's the down? What's the downside of that? The downside of that? There are definitely downsides. What's that. the downside? That you have a partial injury, you mask it, you sweep it under the rug, and then next week now your rotator cuff's completely gone. So yeah. You can almost lift your arm. John. I can almost lift my arm all the <laughs> But anyway, guys, that is our show right now. Thanks for coming. Uh, be watching. We got a lot more going on. And please ask us questions in the comments or go to our, uh, go to our Facebook page and, uh, or go to my Facebook page and, and put in any question you want or my Twitter, pit underscore master, or my Instagram, pit underscore master. And we will talk about it next time. We'll answer any questions you want. And we're going to talk about the next fights next week and thanks for coming all right john good to see you bang That's